<laughs> what? Big boy 3000. <laughs> I, I seen him a couple of times when he was posing. And I was like, he looked like an outcast uh, album cover. So I screenshot yeah. uh, I'm using that as a mixtape cover or something. I'm using it as an EP. I was thinking with that black shirt and the chain and then the red hoodie. I was, I mean, the red scully. I was thinking like an R&B Where's Waldo. <laughs> like if, like if, like if Waldo tried to get uh try tried to uh go to b- join Backstreet or something. You and I mean I mean Blackstreet. That sounded dumb. <laughs> and what up, guys? Welcome to the Partners a podcast with three friends separated by distance, connected by tech. Basically, it's just a conversation with the fellas that we record for you guys. Uh, I am your boy Tiz, checking in with your boy Pat. Here down here in the Southeast Virginia. I'm chilling down here with my homeboy. What's up, man? This face. I'm in the Tri-City area of VA. Out here in the country of Blackstone. And I mean country. Uh, We recently got an aerial view of Face's crib. And when I say he is literally in Deliveranceville, like you expect to hear banjos just looking at the, the terrain of what is surrounding him. He is... He had me scared. I was like, I need to come get you, bro. Like, he is completely isolated from the outside world. If, like a if zombie. If the came today or tomorrow, he would have no idea any of that happened. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, uh, so we got some cool topics lined up for y'all. Um, but first, just want to check in with y'all. How y'all doing this week? What's been up with y'all? Uh, anything going on in y'all lives that y'all want to just throw out there? What's up, man? God dang. Trying to get through the week, and that's passing pretty much, pretty much my whole week this week. But chilling now. I'm glad to see you without the chicken yeah, sandwich. <laughs> Face, why you gonna spaz out? You got the easy job. You be chilling. I need your job. That's why you be ready to spaz out. It's a lot of silence. It's a whole lot of silence. Yeah. So when you have one person that breaks your silence, it's easy to spaz. So. I, I wish kid. I had silence. I, I'm not spazzing out because of my job. I'm spazzing out because of my friend. It's been a very long time. Oh, yeah. I understand that one. I have a five-year-old that wants oh, yeah. to be 50. He wants to be my father. We're having some power struggles. <laughs> so that's always... New cool. alpha. You said what? New alpha? What is... No, 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 He's no. The new alpha. Oh, he better beta or omega his ass hold up. Or he be getting kappa kicked on up out of this damn house. He'll be living out in that little Fisher Price house in the backyard. You better get him a trade because he damn sure can't. He ain't strong enough to push a lawnmower, and he damn sure lazy as hell. So I'd love to see what he gonna figure out. But God bless him. You know, we gonna get. Leave a little man alone. I have no choice. You know, he is he is little me. So it's basically as as much as he pisses me off. Mind what I'm gonna do. But uh, so first up on the docket today, guys. Uh. An election happened since the last time we met. Um, we actually officially now have a new president-elect. Well, I would say it will become official on December 14th once the electors have officially elected him. But we have a person on paper that they're calling our president-elect and Joe Biden. Um, what are y'all thinking about now that it's over? They kind of, the counts are done, et cetera. The lawsuits are thrown out. Okay, I see the golf clap over there. What, what does that mean? What is that? What is that a feeling of there? That relief? 
uh, uh, it's a feeling of uh, a little bit of positivity. You know, I'm glad to see the swing in a democratic way. I'm not a member of either party. Let me say that first and foremost, but I'm glad to see a swing in the other way. A repeat of the last four years would have drove me insane. Personally. <laughs> um, because a lot of ignorant stuff was coming from that office and it was trickling down to the common man thinking they could do a lot of ignorant stuff too. And it was leading to a lot of dangerous situations for a lot of ignorant people, for people to react with ignorance. So hopefully with this new change, we'll see more positivity come back to the light. Because that's my main thing. You feel me? I, I really couldn't deal with another four years of ignorance from the highest man. level on the land. I it mean, just didn't make sense to me. Mm. So this next man seems like he got common sense. I feel yeah. like I feel like I feel more comfortable after the electoral college do what they have to do because we were all feeling like Hillary won and then come, you know, the electoral college time, it was like, what? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I'll feel more comfortable then, but uh, it's still well, a side. Well, you know, the difference with that is Hillary did not win the electoral votes. She won the popular vote, but she didn't win enough states to get the electoral vote number on her side. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden got the electoral vote number on his side. Okay. But what I'm worried about is electors in each state. So, like, say your state got 20 electors or whatever. In some in some states, they're not binding, which means that even though what the popular vote in that state is what they're in, they're supposed to vote. There's mm-hmm. nothing saying they have to. And right now, the Republicans got this coup going on where they're like. The main reason they're holding up the votes and like trying to like keep poking at this and hold it up as long as possible is because of the runoff elections in some of these Senate races in states like mine. So like mm-hmm. down here in Georgia, like we got a runoff election coming up and it's like a big seat open. You know, John Lewis Congress seat is open this term. So we're trying to get that field. So a lot of the Republicans, that's why they're fighting. So I Mm. What I'm scared of is them trying to influence the electors in some way in those non-binding states, which some of the states where it's contested is like Philadelphia is one of them. I think that is not binded. Um, And that's a that's one of the cruxes of where Joe Biden gets his majority from. So like in states like that, I'm until December 14th and and their votes are certified that they voted with the popular vote in their state. Uh. Still hesitant. Cause it's Trump we talking about, so it, it ain't nothing off limits with this guy. He be the Russia collude and come up with some scheme, and next thing I know, he be the named himself emperor of North America, some weird shit, and we all be messed up. So you know, I don't know. I, I'm that's that's what I'm saying. Optimistic. It feels like a relief that at least the first stage of things has subsided. Um, I love the the joy that is kind of brought to a lot of people who had kind of felt just really like, I can't take nothing else. So I feel like I'm glad to see those people in my life who had like that weight on their back are like, please don't let this, I can't take nothing. I can't, this came, not this too. So like to see them having that, that just collective yeah. breath, that was cool, but we'll see these, what happens. These memes are hilarious. I don't know. Oh man, the, everything that they've been oh. saying, like they say, Trump the said one is still to me the Derrick Henry on Josh Norman meme, where like mm-hmm. Derrick Henry is running up the sideline and he got like Joe Biden's head on, 
and Trump is on Josh Norman's, uh, Trump head is on Josh Norman's body, and he's chasing him, and Derrick Henry's like, bow, and stiff off, and he go flipping. Oh, my God. You know, um, Trump is not trying to leave. Like, he's saying that he's going to just stay in that bit. Like, he, he just, like, he's just saying he, like, the and whole... Getting up about it. Do you know that the military is allowed to get rid of trespassers? And if oh. on December 14th, them electors say that Joe Biden is the president... I know. Or, or, uh, <laughs> right after Joe Biden is sworn in, you will also see in the background in the distance <laughs> a nice police escort with some uh, military police escorting Trump right on up out of there with his McDonald's in his arms and Melania waving back at him as she gets in the car, goes the opposite direction. Because, uh, yeah, this old yeah. change. And I wouldn't be surprised if the police detail that escorts him out of there as a trespasser go ahead and just take a right on in and book him for a lot of those charges that he tried to dodge, because uh, this fool tried to pardon himself. Yeah. This fool tried to pardon himself. This this gonna be on an order. This. Man, this this stuff, man. I tell you, I, the only people I feel bad for right now is comedians. <laughs> They're gonna miss a lot. This is the yeah. So what? This the stuff fiction movies are made of, Bruh. Like, this got to be a comedy with, like, Tom Hanks or something as Trump. Like, this is not real life. But I'm glad it's over. Yeah. We at least have a real person back in the White House that's thinking, breathing, you know, somewhat normal, you know, yeah. other than groping people and stuff. But, you know, somewhat normal. Who actually has a history in politics. Yes. At least yeah. somebody who's competent and, and knowledgeable in how to do this. Diplomatic. And we'll, yeah. It won't get us nuked in the next three years, you know. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> But uh, speaking of kind of getting violent, um, obviously down here in Georgia, it was big news for us over the past uh, week or so, week and a half. Uh, King Vaughn got shot at Club Opium down here, a uh, little hookah lounge type spot after I was joined. Um, it was big and rap because, you know, he was like one of them little young necks up and comers. He was down with Dirk and them. Um, but, you know, when rap beef goes wrong yet again, you know, we grew up with, you know, our era was the Big in Park, and now these kids are just, they got a Big in Park literally every month, it seems like. Now. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's right. ridiculous. And oh, then man. on top of that, you got Mo3 just getting shot and killed in Dallas. Dallas. And then Lil Boosie goes down to celebrate Mo3's death at like a little, some type of event to honor him, and he gets shot. Now he's in the hospital with a hole in his leg. So like, it's, Another matter right now. An, another he, rapper. He really don't see that. That's big. That's that's a big question right there. Well, you know, no cop killed it. Uh, blacks are shooting each other, so you know it's never is big news when that. Exactly. Yeah. And an, another rapper that just got shot right in Texas, um, Benny the Butcher. He got shot in the leg in an attempted robbery. That From Griselda. Yeah, that was yesterday, and I was in Houston. I don't know what's going on in Texas. You hear about that one? Jesus. That happened just yesterday. I think the um, oh. the news broke like a couple of hours ago. For real. Yo, what is happening to like, young black men? Yo, they just like, I tell you what it is, man. Dude's scared to take an L in a fight, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Because like when I look at even King That's Von shooting, like when you look at the, the surveillance tape, King Von rolled up on them, no weapon, no, no, no yeah, nothing. Man. Just me by myself giving you the beats real quick. Putting these, nice. putting these grown man hands all over you. Shoot and the fair pause, pause. That, that sounded crazy. Pause. 
Um, but you know what I mean? Like, just straight old school, I'm gonna beat you up. You gonna walk away from it though. You gonna be able to go home. I'm gonna go home at the end of the night. You might put some ice on some stuff, but everything all right. And these young boys is like, soft, man. I'd rather shoot you and end your life than possibly just have a black eye or a busted lip from actually manning up and proving myself based off of what I done said online. They're doing their job for them. It's voluntary self-genocide. That's all it is, voluntary self-genocide. You're killing off your own culture with no no regard for it because you don't have no value for another man's life. I can understand in the, in the gang terms, it's just mine against yours. I can, I can definitely understand that. But at what point do you the same people that's participating in these Black Lives Matter riots and Black Lives Matter this, but you're turning around and killing the same Black man that you was just marching with. Uh-huh. Did it not matter then? That's my whole thing. Like, now nah, we've all been in situations where, you feel me, it could have went right or left. But at the end of the day, most of my situations like that have been with another black man. Uh-huh. Sad to say. You feel me? It's sad to I'm say. Real. But I blame the internet. That's only like I- that because that's that's what I'm around. I blame the internet. It's only just around black people. Cause we grew up, uh, you know what I mean? Like we had our, our share of runs in the street, you know what I'm saying? So we, we definitely understand the, the mind state of somebody that's in gang culture or there's, there's just in street culture in general where you feel like, you know, it's survival time out there. I get that. But I think what the biggest difference is, is we had social skills. We had, we, we still grew up in an era where we had to still have face-to-face interactions. There was going to be a consequence for your words or your body language, or how you approach the situation because you had to see this person. Now, 90% of kids' communication is through a box like this. So for them, I can type whatever online and all you see is my avatar. You see a picture of Goku or or Mufasa or some simple, some dumb. You don't even see my real name. So I can say whatever to you and it don't matter. And people gonna like my comments and, you know, think I'm hard because of what I'm saying online. Or I can get on Instagram live and say da 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 because I'm at home and you 300,000 miles away or whatever. But I think that's the problem is like these kids never see the face-to-face thing of it. Like when I see kids in school, they don't talk trash to each other face-to-face. It's always behind a text or a group chat or I got on Instagram when I got home and talked to you. Not when you saw them all day in the class when, when this person could have popped off and you don't look, they look like they had a bad day and they ain't trying to have it. They want none of that then. Everybody was quiet. But then we get home and we, you know, trigger finger. So I, I think that the biggest difference is like there's no face-to-face accountability until now when I see you. Now, because I done talked it up so much online, now it's up. And now everybody around knows our business. Whereas when I was growing up, if somebody wanted to fight you, it might be you and that person. And until you was actually about to throw hands, until y'all actually met up to fight, it won't no whole bunch of like, let's keep circulating. It was, I want to fight you. Go tell him. Or walk straight up to each other. Hey, man, what you said about da-da-da-da, face-to-face, we going to do it and then let's get it done. So it won't time for no big crowd. Now they hype it up online for like a month. Then forget, we're both musicians. We're gonna have to be at the same parties or venues or concerts. We're gonna see 
our crews who are also musicians, they're gonna see each other without us. So now we've built this beef up just from trolling online, trying to be hard just to make some, just to make some clicks go off. Now when we see each other, we gotta back that up. And now we're we can't really fight because we're not used to doing that. We don't, we're not used to physical altercations in person. We're used to punch, you know, typing a boxing glove or typing a pistol emoji. So now we see each other, we gotta back it up because all the crowd around, we can't, we can't lose our clout now. It looks soft. We can't actually go up and say, you know what, man, I was being dumb all that. It won't, it won't even all that. We ain't gotta do all that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or we can't, hey, y'all put the guns in, let's just go square it off. Hey, let's me and you by ourselves, no cameras, nothing. We go around the corner, leave our crews here, we handle it, we come back. It's none of that. It's now I got to look like I'm harder. And now I got a bunch of videos with my guns in my videos. So I got to make sure they see I'm strapped because I can't think nobody think I'm a punk or I was lying. So I'm going to lose. Uh, Ain't nobody going to want to like my videos. This stuff's stupid, man. It makes people want to go out there and just do stupid shit just to see they can get clicks. Like that's one thing. And then I'm not sure about like, as far as the um, just a random person trying to just come up on somebody or whatever, or whatever. I, I know with King Von, it seemed like it's more personal, but was it another person? I think it was another person involved, right? That actually, um, yeah, I think somebody, it was somebody, it wasn't just him that got shot. It was like, um, yeah, I think it, the, the whole part about, you know, in that all. Always, that's in you know social media the whole time, just saying what's up with this, that, and the third. That person may be straight from the streets and whatnot. So, and you bring that around in that public area, he's going to respond just like he's been responding in the streets or whatever. So it's also like who you bring around you. You know, like you know, um, like m- most people, if they the crazy one, they shouldn't bring at what social event. You know what I'm saying? At certain places. It this and a third. And then I know in some cases with these rappers, they may have, they may just built their entourage. They might just have bought their entourage out. I'm not sure about these two gentlemen. Uh, I think King Von feels, I feel like his, just off of the, the way he come across his people around him is probably like day one people or whatever. Yeah, that's what his manager said that uh, the guys that he was around that was pretty much his guys from the back when they were growing up, so. Yeah, it's like a, a lot of these rappers, they have like bought bought off entourages. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. That whole culture is like weird, you know what I'm saying? As far as like they go from place uh, and get paid by total strangers and, and everything. Um, they just met to go, uh, you know, do uh, a an event. Or whatever, host at an event, mm-hmm. perform at an event, or whatever, and you got to trust these people, and you might not know them at all, yeah. just doing business or whatever. And at the time, they may know, hey, I got this person, this person. You don't know who's around them. They may be waiting for you to come down because they know yeah. their homie is the from for um of that shit. So and that's that, the crazy part. That, it seems like that rap culture, that rap tour culture is. Mm-mm. Yeah, like uh, a lot of that. I, when I look at a lot of that stuff, I just feel like it's set up anyway. Period. I don't know. I feel like King Von might have went over the deep end, but like the other future moments, I feel like that was straight setups, of course. But yeah, that's just how I felt about it. 
And, you know, uh, T.I. had a lot of flack for what he had to say about, well, what he says was not exactly about King Von, but the timing of it was just horrible. Like two days after the dude got shot, uh, T.I. put up mm-hmm. a post that said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but basically it said, Atlanta is a progressive city full of black excellence. Please stop coming here to kill each other. And he signed it management. And this is like two days after King Von got shot. And obviously, you know, King Von yeah, and uh, Rondo Rondo, Little Tim, all them guys that were involved in that situation. None of them are Atlanta natives. So uh, it had a lot of people online. Um, some of the people, um, I think, uh, who was it? King Von's sister was really mad and was coming at T.I. pretty hard. 50 Cent spoke up on it. was like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. And then T.I. put out a statement about not a... Uh, and not being about King Von and he was not, he was cool with King Von or whatever, but basically people were still kind of like giving him a lot of flack for the timing of it. And like, it seemed like <laughs> if it wasn't about him, it was weird timing. So yeah, I wonder if that is why T.I. is not on the yeah, yeah. yeah. anymore against Jeezy now. Maybe just the flack from that and the publicity from Oh, yeah. But speaking oh, of that, right. you know I mean, uh, they did replace T.I. with Gucci Mane. Uh, how do y'all feel about this? Who, who who y'all got here in this in this battle? The battle of the trap, the the trap kings. I don't know. I, I personally, it's a toss up for me because they both got hits. They both got hood hits. They both got commercial hits. <laughs> uh, I really don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it it all depends on what's at that. Time. It's it's crazy because you know. Jeezy got a cult following. Gucci got a cult following. So you can, uh, and then you never thought they were actually. What'd you say? You, they, that, you, that they, like, you never thought they the were actually what? I didn't think they would ever do this peacefully. Man. You know, they've been like, well, you know, Jeezy seemed like he'd been trying, but Gucci seemed like he'd been running with it. Like, Bruh, yeah. so. this is big. If, especially if they if they managed to get them both in the same room on the same, like, like sitting beside each other like Monica and Brandy, because this ain't no Monica and Brandy type thing where one of them smacked each other back in the, in the late 90s or something, and it was it. Like, somebody got murdered over this beef here. So this is like, oh, crap. Like, these two dudes together? This is about to be written. Just the, just the history between them and getting them in the same room is going to be if they make that. Um, but... So I'm gonna give y'all some of the hits or the singles from Gucci Mane, and I'm gonna give y'all some singles from Jeezy, and y'all tell me like who y'all think might actually pull this one out. So we got a uh, wake up, we got wake up in the sky. This is Gucci Mane singles right here. Wake up in the sky. I get the bag. Ten seventeen. Lemonade, which I know Tat said was his favorite joint. Uh, we got Freaky Girl. Both. Um, Icy, which is a shared song between him and Jeezy. Uh, first day out the feds, legendary freestyle there. Um, I thank our lover. Could you oh. help me? Um, my kitchen. <laughs> Who is him? Go ahead. Uh, pills. Wasted. Big hit. Wasted. That was crazy. Um, bricks. Yeah. Swing yeah. my door. Making love oh. to the money. Yeah, that's the shit. I'm a dog. Big booty. Yeah, that's Harry. the shit too. Eat it up, photo shoot, big cat, big boy diamonds, poo shiesty. Uh, we getting into some of them I have never heard before. Buck in the system, 
cutting off fingers. Mm, I, I heard that, but... we don't love them. Zone six, Coca, Coca, Coca. All right, so them like the main songs that I guess Gucci has put out over the years. Mm. So now we get in the Jeezy catalog. We got Put On, Soul Survivor, mm-hmm. All There, mm-hmm. Can't Tell Me Nothing, mm-hmm. Leave You Alone. Mm-hmm. This is about to get ugly for Gucci. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm reading them out loud now, like, like just these, these first five I said, all of them are definitely like top 20 hits. Uh, mm-hmm. I love it. Me okay, mm. street, street hit, way too gone, trap or die, classic. Mm. And then what? Lose my mind, mm. super free, go getter. Yeah. Standing ovation, <laughs> Mr. President. I'm so hood remix. Seen it all. Gangster music. Tear it up. Never ever. My hood. F A M E. Go crazy. Dreaming. I do. Amazing. Trap star. Get your mind right. I still know these songs. I, I haven't fell off yet where like I'm, I don't know where I'm at no more. Still there. Hustler's Ambition. Oh my, I hadn't mm. even said that. Yeah. Bottom of the map. Get right. Holy God. <laughs> bottom of the map. Yo, bottom of the map. T.I. come back to y'all. Gucci can't do this. He can't do this. Gucci's not equipped. I love bottom. Gucci. I love what Gucci stand for in so many ways, but the only thing this is that, the only thing that'll work for Gucci is if he time his songs just right. Like if, if he goes my thing first, is this though. At any point, at any point in this, what song, please tell me this. Mm. What song does Gucci have that he can play at the set play right after or right before standing ovation and win that round? What song does he have period that can play with that song? I don't know, man. I ain't like you but know. The horns drop. Mm-hmm. I just want you to think back to the like at any moment in our whole like think back musically to like I remember like Jeezy got them songs that like I remember where I was at when that song was played and the reaction. I don't, I don't if, think it's if Jeezy played Go Crazy. Then when they play the new Jeezy, all the don't like Gucci has nothing that can play with that. That's he, that's like it's a rap. Good day. If Jeezy play any of the the the, the days collaborations that he have every five years or <laughs> whatever, uh, Soul yeah. Survivor. We talk about number one pop hit, not not number one rap chart. Number one top Billboard top one hundred type number one like the real number one like Michael Jackson type number one like that's I don't know but this is gonna get I hadn't until this moment I had not looked at their catalog side by side and like really thought about it I was just more thinking of like you know individually like but this is gonna get ugly bro like I'm saying the only way he could win um, I don't. I don't think it would be beneficial for him to go first. I think oh, no. it would only, I would think it'd be beneficial for Gucci to go to go last or whatever, so he'll know how to counter, especially if he got a good DJ with him. And yes, his he gonna need a DJ that can switch songs quickly. Like, okay, no, don't play that one. Switch that one around and put this one here, because I'm looking at at least five songs just off the top 
just off the first 10 songs they got listed for Jeezy. And those, out of those five, I don't see no five songs that can go anywhere with those five songs. So that's at least a chunk of this battle that is definitely Jeezy. Out of 20 songs or however many songs they do, five going to Jeezy. Like, like just like just when them beats drop, the general consensus in the comments gonna be just fire emojis, fire emojis. What do you say, Faye? Real tough. It's just Jeezy. I'm sorry. After you start listing titles and listing names, I'm just saying Jeezy. Yeah, it's about to get ugly. Regardless of what Gucci do, I'm saying Jeezy. Yes, it's about to get ugly. Unless Gucci got some new music that ain't nobody heard that is so fire, it's like, like it's guaranteed number one right now. Because otherwise, I, I, ooh, ooh. yeah, I guess we all, well, yeah. I mean, they both got new. Matter of fact, I think Gucci Easy just came out with something this year. But I feel like mm, I don't know. I, I don't I got a bias because when we used to go out, it was Jeezy going. You know what I'm saying? And then, <laughs> That's what like, I when I started reading them names, I was like, <clears throat> I remember exactly what club we was at, what what like what the crowd looked like when the horns drops. What everybody looked like singing along to this. Like, I remember, like, oh, I remember I had on that long black tee and them jeans and them sneakers. And I remember it was this crew and it was this, like, I re- like it's moments with those songs. I remember we were riding to this, to this CD at this time. And then he came out with this, this, and we was riding to that at that time. Like, it, it's visual moments. Jeezy. I love, I love Gucci, but I live Jeezy. Like, he was a he was a part of the soundtrack to my life at a at a point. So are they they're doing twenty songs right? So I don't even know. It's going down actually right now. So I have no oh, idea. But I'm gonna watch the recording of it later oh, on. Yeah. I feel like I'm my they, prediction. Hmm? My prediction is cheesy wins. Easy though. And I think it's gonna be ugly. Um, I say, I say was um. 128 128 Jeezy 128 I give it that actually I can see that I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to give it if they got 20 songs I'm going to say the score is going to be 15-5 I feel like Gucci got some booty songs and like the wasted joint if he played up against the right Jeezy song at the right time he can like steal those but like outside of like Five songs Gucci might got. I don't see no chance for him against them. Like it's just hit after hit after hit. And I mean, Jeezy hits is them like the crossover hits mm. that the that the trap loved though. Like that was the trap anthem. So it's like it's like them super mega like bombs. He got he he's throwing all haymakers. It's not a jab in the bunch. Gucci got like four good hooks and a nasty right cross. Jeezy got them that, jump. Jabs and limp noodles. It's a wrap. So uh yeah, the partner's prediction, Jeezy. Easy. I was gonna say Jeezy got the jumps that you you it'll be that one trap song while you at the white bar or whatever. And you were like, I know this is gonna be the one song that they're gonna play that I like that I can wild out on. It's gonna be this one. Please play it tonight. Please. Yes. That's the one. So yeah, Jeezy. Jeezy, Jeezy, Jeezy. It is a consensus. The Potter's prediction, Jeezy. Um, so my favorite topic of tonight, 
I'm, I don't even know why I'm excited to talk about this. I have no idea why I even care about this topic as much as I do, but it has genuinely been a source of entertainment for me for, oh my God, literally a, a decade now. Um, it's been like my little secret, uh, my guilty pleasure, if you will, the Umar Johnson FDMG Academy scandal. So for the partners out there that just have never heard of this guy or have no idea what I'm talking about, there's this brother named Umar Johnson who um, is a clinical school psychologist and a former school principal. And I'm using air quotes for those that are getting the audio version of this because you'll get into, I'll get into why I'm using air quotes, but this is what he came into the Black community as. And um, he came out around, I think it was like maybe late 2009, 2010, 2011, somewhere in that three-year span, he started popping up in like, videos of his speeches and audio of his speeches started coming out. He was making his way around like the conscious community and the black lecture, lecture circuit or whatever. And he had some cool ideas because he was um, coming with a new perspective on just like the school to prison pipeline, um, thoughts around like how kids are, how black kids are overdiagnosed um, with ADHD and other uh, mental disabilities that they may or may not have. And just, he, he was speaking and he sounded knowledgeable. He sounded like he was really for the call. So he got a lot of attention really quick. He became like one of those quick guys that like a lot of people go to. Um, cool, he was in Hidden Colors. He was in one of the Hidden Colors films, one of the first Hidden Color films. Um, so that really blew him up, um, but yeah. So anyway, as he started to get big on the electric circuit, he started talking about this school. This is all black boys wants to do call. Frederick Douglass, Marcus Garvey Academy. And it was like a bunch of people was down with it. And it was like back in 2012, 13, maybe somewhere back then. But anyway, I remember that's this is 2012, 2013 is when I really got into him. And I, I really was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's what's up. So he started fundraising. He was saying he was gonna try to buy a campus. He started saying he was going out around the country looking around for schools that he could buy and start this wonderful black school for. Black boys that would be all Pan-African and with team economics. And, you know, he had the Black community riled up and ready to go for him. So he ended up, he had like a GoFundMe and all these other little fundraisers or whatever. And he ended up raising like $2 million and he had a bid in on St. Paul's College in Virginia. Um, historically Black University, you know, like the school had kind of went bankrupt and they was up for sale. So people was like, yeah, let's get to school. He had raised like $2 million. Uh -huh. Ooh, the bid went through, um, the school ended up selling to like an Asian collaborative group or like some type of funding group that like some hedge capital group, something like that, whatever. But he didn't get the building. So, you know, the community was sad, but he was like, you know, I'm going to still be looking for another school. Da, 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 da. This was back in like 2000, maybe. Right. But the two million dollars was never discussed again, at least not by Uma. So just drop that school didn't get bought. Couple months go by, he's back fundraising again to try to look for a new school. So he started fundraising again. This time between then and 2019, last year, he raised over $750,000 that he claims that he raised. We don't know that. We have no books to see. He would not open up books or anything like that. Claims that raised $750,000. I'm using air quotes again, people who can't see me. Goes, buys, purchases a bill. A, a campus, a little a high school campus in Wilmington, Delaware, 
that was boarded up and abandoned. Uh, it was a charter school that had been built. So he buys the building for like $400,000 that he said, we can verify that because we have the public records on this building. I'll get more into that in a second. So he buys this building for $400,000. And then this is when I started hearing about Umar Johnson. So he buys this building for $400,000. Supporters of this guy start to like question things. Okay, so with the $350,000 you saying we got left, can we repair the building? Let's go ahead and get this open. He's telling people every day, we got the buildings. We're going to open this school in, in the, what is it, the summer of 2019. He bought the school in February of 2019. We're going to open on August 21st, 2019. We're going to open our doors. So the people, you know, it's supposed to be $350,000 left. That's a lot of money to make some repairs. Supposedly, the buildings are in good condition but he's still fundraising for repairs. He's saying he ain't got enough for repairs. So the supporters started to get confused and you start seeing these videos popping up like, well, what is Umar doing with the money? How come he doesn't have a pair of the building? Um, et cetera, et cetera. So all of a sudden I start seeing these videos pop up on YouTube. So now I'm down the rabbit hole. So apparently these buildings Umar bought over a million dollars in repairs need to be, missed, but he's not telling a few hundred thousand dollars. But he won't tell nobody what happened to the $350,000 he's supposed to have left over. After he said he raised $750,000, the school is verified at being purchased for $400,000. They got the records on that, the tax number, all. They got that pulled up. The, the receipts, he bought it for $400,000. But he's still fundraising and has been fundraising on this school to this day since February 2019, not a door open, not a person has seen him actually get keys to go into the building, but he keep on posting these dang on videos on Instagram and Facebook. Now this is where it get even more juicy. So on his videos for the past year, you see him going into these buildings. You never see a key open, but you always see him up there doing some repairs or talking to contractors. When I said those words, I put air quotes up again here, audio only people. So, you always see this, but you never see him take a key himself and unlock a door. But it's always a locksmith around opening up some door for him. He always talking about, oh, yeah, I got the locksmith opening up this storage room over here for me so I can see what's in there. We can, you know, see what needs to be done as far as cleaning out this room. He says a bunch of contradictory stuff like he got a security system that the owners from the last school let him use until he get it turned over his name. But then the school gets... Uh, somebody comes to the school and like breaks a window and like tries to start a fire at the school. No alarm is there though. Now he's the next day after the fire, he online talking about he need to raise money so he could get paid for the security system. But you said you had a security system, Umar. In February 2019, he said he gonna go get the lights on on Monday. This is February 2019. The first time you see him with lights on in this building is this year, literally a week ago. I saw that. This is hilarious. The man was outside. Somebody posted a video on YouTube saying they rolled past the school and saw him outside smoking weed. So this, so the counteracted. Five minutes later, he hops on Instagram Live, smoking a a game cigar, talking about you know I'm out here blowing smoke to the Orishas and the Oguns. I'm out here blowing libations to the ancestors. So you know to bless Marcus. <laughs> oh my God! I can't make this mess up, dude. The man is on tape screaming, talking about he, he's going to to liberate black people. We're going to have to go on the street and 10% of black boys will not be able to be saved. 
So we're going to have to put them to sleep. Quote, for good! He literally yells it like that. That nigga's crazy. <laughs> now, on top of this, he got a bunch of fishy stuff with his credentials where they say he has, uh, if you look online, they you pull up his doctorate degree that he supposedly has. In his year of dissertation, all of the dissertations on there, you can pull up the PDF file and actually read the entire dissertation of that PhD doctoral candidate that got a degree. His is the only one that has a PDF not found. You can see it's submitted, but it's like locked so that nobody can actually open the file. In his year that he supposedly graduated from this doctoral program, at this school, what is it, Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine or something, every year's ceremonies from their summer and winter walking ceremonies are videoed. You can, find, you can pull up the videos online. His year, there's no video available. The Illuminati. A lot of stuff that's like, you can tell he was in college for something. He, he did something now. He submitted something. But did he get a degree? We don't know. He said he was a school psychologist, but nobody knows what school he worked for. He was a school principal, but at the same time he was claiming to be a school principal, he was also overseas for extended periods of time doing lectures over there. And on Instagram Live almost every day, all day, still making videos as he was going about doing lectures. He claims to be the most requested scholar of the 20th century, but is always trying to find somewhere that will let him host his book signing or let him host his event. Fool put a book signing up at a barbershop. The barbershop went on Instagram Live and said, we have no affiliation with Umar Johnson whatsoever. There is no book signing at our establishment. We will be see- we will be reaching out to the authorities to have our name cleared up on this. Like, this is the stuff that's been happening for the past year. Now, this is the funny. This is the gotcha, gotcha. And then I want y'all to just give me your taste. This is a man, again, who was saying he wants to open a, bl- a school for black boys. And he wants people to send their black boys to him. So now he had a podcast interview with Lord Jamal. Oh, yeah. This was his chance to, like, clear up stuff in front of the Black community. Lord Jamal is a pretty respected voice in the Black conscious community, especially. Mind you, a week after this interview, Umar is supposed to have a book signing at the Nation of Gods and Earth Temple up in uh, New York City. Lord Jamal is a member of the Nation of Gods and Earth the 5% nation for those people in the podcast world that don't know, right? So you're supposed to have a summer at this venue that this man is a prominent member of and you're on his podcast. This is your chance to clear your name, Uma. Go. So obviously over the past year, it's been a bunch of YouTube videos popping up about Uma, like exposing his little scandals, his lies. When he goes on Lord Jamal's podcast, Lord Jamal asks him about it. As any sane person would, you come on my podcast, I'm going to ask you about the things that are going on online about you that people would know you for. So they get to talking about the school. So Lord Jamal asked, like, well, where's the money from? So they say you bought it for 400000 Umar started laughing, like, oh, that's what they said, huh? You know, it was more than that, but you know. Now, mind you, you ain't said it is worth 400000 This what the, 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 the bill of sale online, like the actual records, the public record says that it's sold for. So whatever you saying, don't matter. This is what the state of Delaware said that the building sold for. So we're going to go with the state. They probably know a little better than you. So uh, Jamal was asking them, like, you know, where's the extra money from? You know, what you said you raised. You know, they said you raised over 50000 Where's the extra money? How come it's taking you so long to get the repairs done on the building so you can open? 
you know, you said you were going to open in August of 2019. It's now, at this time, it was what? Uh, maybe September of 2020. You know, what's going on? What's the what's the whole of what are the difficulties? So Uma going, you know, we just try to get the donations to open up. You know, the HVAC alone is $250,000, you know, my brother. So with the money we had left over from the donations, you know, we can handle the electrical repairs. We can handle the plumbing repairs. We can handle the roofing repairs. We can get the building painted. We can handle the cleanup and the and the security system. But what we cannot handle is the 250,000 for the HVAC. So that's what we're currently collecting donations for. And then he started plugging his PayPal and Cash App and his other fundraising devices. So Jamal is like, well, you know, it's been a long time that you've been working on this. And let me just tell you a little story, you know, that may be able to help you. So Lord Jamal is going into about a story about his father-in-law, son that opened a school himself up in New York, started with nothing. He was like, you know, but instead of waiting around, you know, and waiting around for handouts, he just took the little money he could get up, bought a tra bought a trailer, and he started with three trailers, and that was the school. And then he just continuously just built on, got new trailers as he got more grades and as he got more fundraising in from the state and from other in investors. And then eventually he worked his way up to, you know, back in 2000, I think he ended up getting like this beautiful building, like modern school building that he was able to purchase. And, you know, now the school is thriving, da, da, da. And Jamal was basically like telling him that, that story that, as in like, you know, if my father-in-law can do it, you know, I believe in you, I think you could too. Maybe it's just, you need the proper, maybe it's some, maybe you need help in like how to fundraise in a different way that may help you. Maybe you need help in as far as like, you know, experts in real estate and experts in making those connections in the school political area in that place that can pull some strings and help you get your school off the ground quicker or whatever the case, Uma took it to a fence and went off. And when I say started yelling and cursing for a good 10 minutes, I mean, speaker bursting, yelling and cursing, like sounding like you're and the type of yelling and cursing like we would have done back in the day if we was about to go ahead and start busting head. So, and, and in the middle of this yelling and cursing, Uma, Uma is saying things like, I don't need no help. And I don't need to answer no questions to nobody unless they are donors. I need fun. I don't need no help. I'm an expert. I'm the number one psychologist of the 20th century. And I'm the most requested black stocker. And I got the friends that are educators. And I got the friends. And I don't need no help. I need, don I need donors. I need people that want to donate. And then in the middle of this, he started plugging the Loyal Donors Club, where people can sign up for a monthly thing where they donate every month for different tiers. And you will get added to a WhatsApp group where you will get information and updates on what's going on with FDMG Academy, a WhatsApp group. So he's going on this rant. So he does all of this screaming and yelling. So now he looks like more of a fraud, right? Uh. But now the backlash starts because a lot of people see this podcast because Lord Jamal got a pretty big podcast in that Black conscious community. So like a lot of people was coming at Umar's head. So now Umar's in panic mode. So all of a sudden he started posting a bunch of videos where he was seeing him like working on paint samples and talking to painters and getting estimates on how much it'll cost to paint the building. And you see him in the building more like shuffling stuff around and cleaning outside rooms and doing all this right. So the people that was making videos about Umar, they started posting videos saying like, of course he's going to paint the building first because that's the most visible thing he can do to make it look like he's doing something worthwhile with the school while still collecting money. And it's the cheapest thing he can do. Like it's gonna cost money to actually fix something for the electrical, but 
throw some pay on there. Now the donors are reinvigorated. They look like something's happening. Let's donate more money. So in the midst of posting the video, he does two things wrong. First of all, he got the loyal donors up there painting the building after he had said he was going to get an estimate from the painting company to come out. So now he posts a video of him out there thinking he cool. Like, look at the lawyer donors. You know, we got an FDMG. It's just for the lawyer donors. They the only ones that can come up here and paint with us today. You know, we up here painting the building. You know, now you're looking at these middle-aged women. Women got, like some of the women got to be in their 50s, early 60s. It's cold in Delaware. You got them outside on a Saturday afternoon out here painting the outside of a big school building, right? You got men and, and they and drove from like Kansas City who already mind you is the loyal donor so they're already paying you every month donating to your school now they came up here and they paying your school for free so that was the first mistake a lot of people were turned off by that but this is the second mistake this fool showed himself in the building with the loyal donors walking around in the classrooms with the lights on flicking on light switches now this is the first time in a year anybody's seen a light on in this building he on the Instagram live. Now he feeling himself now, he in the mode. Yeah, yeah, you know, we got the lights on in every room. But as he's walking through the hallway, you see this long extension cord that's going through the whole building. You can see where it goes out of the, the, the door that he comes in from the outside of the building to come into the hallway. And then it's like this long extension cord that goes all the way back into the very last room where it's a light on. Uma flicks lights on in rooms that are up until this room that has the light on already, but he don't flick on no more rooms after that. So the extension cord ends in this room. He's flicking on lights in all these other rooms. So obviously the YouTube super sleuths, they like, is this, is this fool stealing electricity? So now you got people who live in women of Delaware who don't went up to this building and caught this dude they done start reporting it to the Wilmington uh, Electric Company so they can get his power checked out so they can get the authorities to go out there and check if he's stealing. And they got some dude that the one up there to the actual school, he lived near the school. He done went up to the school live at three in the morning. And what does he see? First of all, in Delaware, the dude live in Delaware. So he said on their meters, it's a digital display. If your display is, if your power is actually like got an account connected to it, meaning your stuff is actually on legit, your, your meter will, will stay solid. It won't flash. It'll be just solid numbers that will, the numbers will change, but it won't be blinking. If it's blinking, that means there's power running to the place, but it's not an uh -huh. account, account associated with that building, which means that nobody's paying for the power, but there is power generated going through. So he goes up there at three in the morning. What does he see? Blinking numbers on the power meter. Second thing he sees, lights all off in the building right now. Suffer in one room. He can see it through the, uh, you know, they got the boards on the windows because the building has been abandoned. And he can see the lights poking out. So what does that look like, mm -hmm. Umar? Now it look like after people are already calling you homeless. Oh, man, that's going to happen. They already call you homeless. Now it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Why you got the lights still on in this one room? Are you living in the, are you living in the school, Umar? Is that why you over to the building because this your crib? So this is what's been going on. I'm going to just leave the floor open for y'all. Well, me personally, that's some wild-ass shit. <laughs> that sounds that sound like some scam-ass shit. You feel me? The mask is scam-ass. Excuse me. Mask is scam activities with your intelligence or your so-called intelligence. You feel me? 
I mean, we've all seen motherfuckers that can lie about, yeah, I went to this school, yeah, I went to school, I got this certificate. You can print off certificates from anywhere. You feel me? You can do that anywhere. But if you can't get the proof from the institution, you feel me? You got a lot of words to say, but you ain't got no proof or nothing to back up behind nothing you saying. You you ain't got nothing nothing concrete. Everything's air. You feel me? Because words, for real, words ain't nothing but air. Because that's all that comes out your mouth is air. Everything else is concrete. So, so where is this concrete at? I mean, going going off what he says, he got some good talking points. Some I agree with, some I don't. But overall, scheme-wise, it's falling apart for your brother. It's really falling apart. It's falling apart fast. Man. And it's like, it's no... This man want to teach kids. You want to teach them how to... <laughs> what you, you say? Are you want to teach them how to scam? No. All right. So I've been up on Umar, too, for about as long as you or whatever. And um, after a while... And more people saying, man, he's scamming people, he's scamming people, or whatever. Oh, uh, so the past few weeks, because you you know brought it up, I've been watching um some of his videos, and as you were talking to it, I'm having flashback of the videos because I've seen the video where he's just walking around, like he got the lights on, he's preaching, and the one thing it it it's it's weird about me. It's like he I feel like he's robotic with it, like. He always talked like he's whispering or whatever. And he's always saying everything in a chant or whatever. He's always repeating things. Donation. Donation. Yes. I got a video where he's like, yo, donation. And he's just holding up like gift cards and envelopes. And like stuff. Like, envelopes for a donation. He's making it rain on himself. Gifts. Gifts. It's a suggestive thing. It's a psychological thing. He's trying to play suggestion in your head subliminally by repeating the same thing over and over again. I thought it was yeah. a tick. Because, you know, it's a mental condition. Uh, what's that mental condition? Where you repeat stuff and it ain't to rest. Yes. Palalalia. Palalalia. P-A-L-I-L-A-L-I-A. Palalalia. It's a rare speech disorder where they got, like, involuntary repetition of, like, words or phrases. And he does it all the, like you can tell like sometimes it's not he does this thing with like he'll start blinking when he do it. He be like eh, the FDMG Marcus Garvey Cannon. The FDMG it's almost like every time he's thinking of a new lie, it's always like when he's about to present something else he's about to do. And yeah, and we're gonna have a picnic, we're gonna have a picnic, we're gonna have a picnic on, on Thursday, March 30th, and then we're gonna we're gonna teach the little boys, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna have a farm, we're gonna have a farm, we're gonna have a farm. It's like every time he coming up with that new lie, he just started repeating it. It's a defense mechanism, and he's like he's just using it as a chant, like trying to bring people like a like a little John song or whatever, and then like like every single he's doing that it's like we got the lights on we got the lights on y'all ft mg mg ft mg he always got that 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 whispery ass voice or whatever and i'm like yo and then then in this video he's like i got one of the contractors here or whatever and it's just some it's just some nigga it just looked like some nigga he probably probably the nigga he was smoking weed with outside that he got caught with or whatever Whatever, like, yeah, this, this Mitchell, 
this is Mitchell over here. Yeah, he says, yeah, like, yeah, bro. Yeah, the fuck the haters. Y'all, you know, we, we ain't here FDMG. And he said it like it's like, like, like it's MMG, like he Rick Ross or something. Like, like that's the thing. I feel like Umar think he's the educated Rick Ross or something when he walks around. He Yo, to- he called himself the King Kong consciousness. The King Kong consciousness. The, uh, what, what is it? The, the, the Prince of Pan-Africanism. Papa, Papa. He called himself Papa. He be killing me with that slogan. Oh, man. He missed his call in the market. Because he, be, he, he, he can do that. But man, the the business sense. I, okay, there is this video of him. This ain't got nothing to do with the scam, but it's just funny, and it's just like every time I see this video, it make me think this man want to teach some kids. This thing is funny. It's this. It's Uma singing California Love, and he looks like he's heavily inebriated, and the comedy that comes from this is so funny. I know he'll be serious if you ever have a TED Talk. When he have a TED Talk. Oh, my God. They get that man a platform like that. It'll be a wrap. That's it. That would be scary. They'd be watching just yelling and talking about killing Mac and talking about pulling up with the goonie goon. (laughs) He always talking about some goonie goon. I don't know. It's 2020. But we're going to make school. And in that school, we're going to have all our black boys in that school learning all the basic things. We're going to learn how Learn how to teach how to hunt, how to how to farm, how to how to believe in self consciousness. We're gonna we're gonna tell you on basic business. We're gonna tell it empty mg donation. Hey, I'm gonna share donation. this. Shout out to I mean, Lennon Honor. I mean, shout out to Lennon Honor who who paged this video as But I have to. It it would I would be doing a disservice if I got off of this podcast without allowing you and the listeners who have never heard this. Oh my God! Okay, can y'all can y'all see? Oh yeah, uh, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing screaming. Do I step in this bed? That nigga who's screaming? Did it for money and alcohol? The thing that's the best song. Don't stop it, don't stop. I'm gonna find it, I'm gonna find it, I'm gonna find it, and I'm gonna die. Cause it's all mine. That's right. That's right. What we do? It was it was the show me love and the the hand movement. This this is the man that want to teach our babies. I, I just I just had to allow somebody else to enjoy them. Like, I don't know why. Everybody can't be a teacher, man. Bro, can't be and should never be. Please don't let this man near your children. Black America. Sure, like, I agree that we need to teach more cultural stuff and teach more black kids more, more about our culture and our lost culture. You feel me in our schools? I, I do agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of other shit I don't agree with. <laughs> he is the best example I've seen of when great ideas meet poor execution. Like, if you could just take his ideas and give them to somebody who got a better handle on, like, just being an adult. I don't I don't even know what to call it, but just like, Did oh. you say handle on being an adult? 
Yes, just you know, acting like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. Uma Uma high school, even I, I don't know. Like Jesus Christ, Uma is the worst professor X ever I've ever seen in my life. He is the worst professor X. Thing. He yes. wants to get to school. He don't even have school. He got donators and stuff trying to get all the black boys militant uh, covert action team. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't trust him. Now, I have. I might have a follow-up on this story. Because <laughs> Wednesday, I have to go into the city for a drive event at my job. And while I'm there, my job is around the corner from Abernathy. And he's supposed to be at a yoga studio in Abernathy. So I'm thinking about pulling up to the book signing and just getting some recognizance and just seeing what happens at these things and what this what what this looks like in real time. So oh God. I may have some footage to share on our next podcast with you and the audience, guys. Oh yeah. That'll be great. The rabbit That'll be great. is getting yes. that would be great. I don't know why I'm so excited about this. That'll like I, I don't know why, but this has been the fun, like so entertaining to me. Thank y'all for <laughs> indulging me. Hey man, he's an entertaining person himself, man. So, Omar, beard very scraggly. Got a very scraggly beard. I shouldn't say nothing because I I can't grow one. But yeah, he he got a very yeah. scraggly. I, I shouldn't talk about hairlines because of mine right now needing to get a cut. But his hairline, we back, oh, man. His hairline. His hairline look like, ooh. His hairline look like he been just edging it up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I don't want Like, it y'all look like the stock market or something. Like, like you can see all the, like, daily daily lows and highs on his jaw. It's just like a line, a bar graph effect on that jaw. Like he was like, talking the edge up. Donations. Yeah, donations. yeah it was just donations. 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 <laughs> They were trying to write FMG on his edge. That's what <laughs> it looked like a cracked helmet, man. It's just not right. Retrace. Just like his schemes. Just not right. But yes, thank y'all for indulging me in that topic. That was, audience, I'm not going to lie. That, as you probably can tell by my excitement and enthusiasm, that was all my topic, right? I just wanted to share that with somebody else outside of me and get that out of me. I've been like laughing and giggling to myself for some years now just without knowing anybody else knew about this so I just had to thank y'all I feel better now you never know you never know what somebody else is indulging in until you share your your little stuff you know what I'm I had to get that out that, gotta I feel so to, much gotta be open to share yes yes uh, so that's all of our topics for this week guys um, y'all got anything y'all want to talk about or y'all have any topics or do y'all have any Thing y'all want to plug? Anything going on with y'all that y'all want to let the viewers know about? Of course, always. You always got to talk about your t-shirts and your hoodies and soon to come face masks. Teespring.com backslash stores backslash space dash coat dash two. All day, every day. You feel me? So right now I'm in transition to trying to get other designs up. You know, been kind of stalemated, but that comes with having a family and three kids trying to run behind them. So when I do get time, I'm trying to upload some new designs. And like when I say soon, I mean this upcoming week, weekend, so I can start getting a, a rotation in. So I'm looking to do something kind of a little different on the, on the store, which which I have not been doing. Um, when I first started, I was archiving a lot of stuff, so I was throwing away a lot of designs that I didn't mm. feel that were suitable. 
but what I'm going to try to do now is just add on and add on and add on is build the catalog up. So yeah. at teespring.com backslash stores backslash space dash code dash two, that's where it's going to be. Right on. Please go there, check that out. And uh, it was laundry day today. So I will be having my shirt next time, but uh, we just finished doing laundry today. So, uh, you know, family life, guys, y'all y'all already know what that is. So, uh, yes. Uh, yes, definitely. I, I pretty much too much in these 10 hour shifts are killing me, but uh, still doing progress as far as work. I have me and my brothers working on a future project, uh, a few things. It's still got like, that's still a comic book. It's still coming out 2021 and everything, but yeah, normal week, pretty much. And guys, I love it, man. Well, as always, guys, thank y'all for joining us in just another conversation between three friends separated by distance but connected by Zoom. Uh, we'll be back next Here week we go, again baby. with another episode. Uh, feel free to join us in this conversation. Um, and hopefully we'll be launching on some uh, other platforms shortly where you can, if you want to get a visual experience, we might have that for you. And just if you want to just stay up on what the partners will be up to going, we'll have some uh, some some juicy details coming out for you guys soon with websites and platforms. So be on the lookout for that, man. As always, gang, gang, love y'all, man. Donations. Donations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The partners, P O D M A S donations. I'm done. I'm done.